Chapter 31 Silverbell had been lying when she said she was going to bed. She had no intention of sleeping or dreaming any more that night. No, she merely lay back down to placate her parents until she was sure they had returned to their own guilt-ridden slumbers, and then she would set forth on what she knew she had to do. It didn't take long, maybe fifteen minutes or so. She climbed out of bed lightly and changed clothes in silence and darkness. It always felt right putting on these clothes. She buttoned the shirt and zipped the skirt and snapped her suspenders on tightly. She slung her violin satchel over her shoulder, yet just as she was about to secure her black beret on her head, something stopped her. Louis, she whispered into the dim and quiet room. Are you... I'm awake, he told her calmly and quietly, though his words reflected the tension still lingering in the air. I've been awake the whole time. I see. Slowly, she crossed the few steps to the side of the bed. I'm leaving, Louis, she told him, ever so quietly and ever so gently. I have to. There's someone out there just like us, all alone. I know. In the haze of the single twinkling starlight, she saw his head drop. I heard them. I want... To ask you to come with me, she admitted to him. But I think I already know the answer. Louis hadn't been with her from the beginning, but he had been with her through the worst. Deeply, she wished he would be there for the end, but she didn't dare hope. It's just that... Louis paused as he gulped nervously. I've been afraid for so long. I've been sad for so long. I don't think I can do it again. I'm not as brave as you. Louis Barimbe... Silverbell said with great conviction, though the hushed tone of her voice did not change. Don't think for a second that just because you can't face the next battle that you didn't help win the war. Suddenly, Silverbell felt arms wrap around her as Louis lunged into a hug. In his grasp, he held not only her but the satchel on her back. He was embracing her violin as dearly as he embraced Silverbell, for they were both his best friends. You're not going to remember me. The sound of teardrops dripping off his whispers filled her ears as they sat there, wrapped in each other's arms. Out there in the real world. Don't worry, Louis. Silverbell told him. I have a plan. Of course you do. Silverbell could hear him smiling through the tears. A little laugh mixed in with quiet sniffles of crying. And anyway, she said, releasing him from her grasp and taking a step back. You'll remember me enough for the both of us. She couldn't make herself look at his face any longer in the dim light of the star. She knew his great brown eyes were filled with hope and innocence and love, and such a sight might just make her stay. No one ever forgets Silverbell Smith, he declared quietly. Silverbell smiled proudly. She liked to think she made such a strong impression. Let's see if I can manage not to, she wondered, as the reality of the unknown waited for her. And with that... Silverbell Smith put on her black beret and went on her way. Silverbell Smith did have a plan. She knew that once she left the magical world of the pit, she would forget. Just what she would forget was unclear. But as one who had forgotten everything before, she could only assume that she would forget everything now. So there was only one thing left to do. Write everything down. Silverbell didn't know where to find a pen or where to find paper, but assumed that in this world that had everything, she'd be able to scrounge up one of each somewhere. At this hour, which was either very late at night or very early in the morning, 
Silverbell had anticipated that everyone would be soundly asleep. But there was one person she had conveniently forgotten about. She heard him playing as she walked from the backstage dressing room residences into the wings. The music wafted from the stage, and as Silverbell creeped about, she saw either Kai or Ty playing away to an empty theater, haloed by the magic of music as he did so. Hello, Silverbell. He called to her without missing a note or skipping a beat. How'd you know it was me? She asked, emerging timidly from the wings. Was she really caught so easily? Was her escape already over? I hear you, he said with a knowing smile. If you listen closely, you can tell where anyone is at any time. Yeah, I've started realizing that, Silverbell said with a disgruntled shrug. Going somewhere? Asked Kai or Tai, for it was still unclear which twin was playing the music before her now. If I am, are you going to try to stop me? She asked anxiously. Can't. The pianist shrugged. Little busy. Right. She looked to the piano, finding a strange emptiness inside her where strong emotion should be. Busy keeping all the music makers safe. Silverbell said half-heartedly. Isn't that what we're all doing? Tai or Kai mused. In our way? Yeah. Silverbell had to agree. In our way. This is how it has to be sometimes. He sighed regretfully. Our own way, when all the other ways feel wrong. Do you ever think your way is wrong? Silverbell didn't know why she was stopping to talk to the piano player. She had places to be, a person to save. But something made her stop and speak, nonetheless. I don't think I know what my way is anymore. Kai or Tai seemed to speak mostly in riddles, and Silverbell couldn't help but feel he would get along well with Poem in another life, in another world. This has been the only way for so long. This seemed to disappoint or perhaps exhaust him, for he lowered his head as he played on. But it sure seems like you know your way. I hope so, Silverbell wished aloud, adjusting the straps of the satchel on her back. Hey, speaking of which, do you have a piece of paper and a pen? Nope, the pianist said with a laugh, looking at his piano in his busy hands. But you do. No, I don't. She eyed him with light annoyance. That's why I was asking. A violin? He gestured to her satchel with his head as he piddled and twiddled through his tune. Makes small objects. It's kind of its thing. Oh, yeah, I guess. In theory. Silverbell pulled it off her back with little confidence. But so far, I only know how to make apples and keys. You need some paper? You need a pen? I do believe that's what I said. Then repeat after my right hand. My other hand's going to be doing its own thing. He instructed, cracking his fingers on his right hand with his thumb as his left hand continued to dance away on the keys. Okay. Quickly, she pulled out her violin and brandished her bow. Ready? Ready. He nodded at her and played out a little ditty with his right hand in a high, wispy octave as his left hand twirled around in the lower keys. Silverbell repeated it easily. Playing by ear was her specialty, after all. And as the multicolored magic swirled off her violin, a piece of paper floated out of the cloud of light and danced down onto the piano, with a pen plopping dramatically down right after it. Huh! Nifty! Silverbell smiled. It was always nice when magic worked right. You know a lot of violin songs? I just know a lot of songs. Kai or Kai shot her a sharp wink. You will too someday. I have a feeling I won't be around to learn them. Then I guess you'll just have to write some. Speaking of writing... Silverbell picked up the pen and touched the paper she had made, and with a deep breath, set to work. What's that then? 
Kyrtai asked, as she used his piano like a desk, whilst he played beautifully beneath the words she scrawled. A goodbye now? I guess it could be called that, Silverbell reflected as she wrote. Or actually, it's more like a hello note. A hello note. This made the pianist smile. I don't think people write enough hello notes. Well, I'll let you know if this one does me any good, she told him, as she continued to write down everything she had ever learned about music.